Welcome to another episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In. This is your host, Abby, and this podcast is all about being an individual, how to stand out in an environment where you are surrounded by people that want you to fit in. I also currently live in Japan, so this podcast is also going to be talking about the Japanese cultures and how it's completely different from Western environment where I also grew up. If you have any questions regarding my podcast topics or would like to hear more topics, please leave a comment on my social media listed in the notes. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe. And also rate this podcast as well. So, for today's topic, it's gonna be a little bit different from the previous episodes. I'm gonna be reacting to a questionnaire that I found online, which is about foreign students' job hunting situations and what their comments are. So I was doing some research when I was looking into job hunting situations in Japan, and I came across this company, DISCO, which is an acronym for Development of Information Services for Career Opportunities. And for today's episode, I'm going to be reacting to one of the surveys that was done last August with the job hunting situation for foreign students living in Japan. The survey is all in Japanese, but I'm gonna leave the survey in the description down below so you guys can take a look at it and see it for yourself. But in this podcast, I'm gonna be looking at the same exact survey and then reacting to it and commenting on what I thought or what I don't agree with or what are the tips that I can help you if you're interested in. Applying for a job here in Japan. So, the survey's name is Job Hunting Status for Foreign Students. So, the first part is talking about who were surveyed. The survey was for students who are graduating in March of 2020. So, they graduated in March and they should be already working since April. And They were undergraduate fourth year students and master's second year students. And the test was conducted online. And the test was actually conducted last year, 2019, June 28th to July 18th. And this was for the sampling was people that were registered in the DISCO website. And the foreign students are 2,774 students. And 320 people answered to this questionnaire. For Japan, when you're looking for a job, they divide it up into two different sections, which are engineers and non engineers. So they're actually separating the two over here. And then how many male and females? 178 students are Chinese. 28 students are Korean, 26 students are from Taiwan, 64 students are from Southeast Asia. And if you're looking at students from non Asian countries, I think they're around like a little less than 20 people from Europe or US or South America. Okay, going on to the first question is what's their current Japanese skills? Most people answered as business level, which is around 
And then for 18.8% native levels speaking and people with only basic communication is 24.1%. And another thing they asked for current Japanese level is if you have the certificate for Japanese language proficient test. People that took the survey, there were 65.9% that have the highest N1 level, 23.1% with N2 level, and 8.1% who does not have the test. And FYI, I actually never took this Japanese language proficient test. So if I were in this category, I would be the 8.1%. So most people, they take the test to make sure that the companies know that your Japanese level is proficient. But below this questionnaire of what the foreigner's current Japanese level is, the DISCO asked the industry what the language skill for foreigners should be and what level of Japanese language proficient test they should have. And only 19.6% of the companies said that they should have an N1 level in order to apply for the job. And 44% of the companies said that they don't really look at the Japanese language proficient test. So you don't really need this test because a lot of foreigners, they think they need this test, but this data shows that you don't need this test. So keep in mind, if you really want to study for it, if you really want this certificate, then study for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't really waste your time because you're already so busy because you're working on your research and your graduation thesis. So I don't really recommend taking it. I never took it and I turned out fine. Next is asking for what kind of companies they want to apply for, whether if it's a Japanese company or not. 48.8% said that they would like to work for a Japanese company in Japan. And surprisingly, 30.9% said that they would like to work for a foreign company in Japan. So I experienced both Japanese and foreign companies in Japan. So this is a very interesting thing to see that there are foreigners that really don't want to work in Japanese companies because they already know what they will expect. Next is, why did they decide that they want to work in Japan? And what are the uncertainties that they have working in Japan? So the reasons why they want to work in Japan is they already are used to living in Japan. Their lifestyle is in Japan because they're already student. So it's just better to continue on and work in Japan. And also, because they're foreigners that speak Japanese, they want to be able to apply that in their career, which is very fair because that's exactly what I am doing. Because I speak Japanese and I'm a foreigner, I can use this skill. Another thing is the salary is really great. I think that could be depending on which country you're from because there are a lot of students that are from developing countries as I mentioned earlier, so that's probably why the salary is a lot higher than what they will expect in their home countries. So what are the uncertainties they have working in Japan? The biggest thing is if their Japanese level is good enough or if they're able to communicate in Japanese well. 
I totally agree with this. I felt the same way too when I first applied. And as I mentioned in my previous episode, the recruiters were also worried about my Japanese level too. So I definitely feel this. And then another thing is they were able to get into the department as they wished. The reason why they are worried about this is because for Japanese companies, they usually don't hire you based on your skills or based on what you study at a university. Most Japanese students go into a company because they're able to fit the culture of the company or they like the industry, not because of the position of what they offer. And once after you go through the training, whether if it's six months or one year, then they get placed into the department. So you don't really get a say in which department that you want to go into. Sometimes you get in, you get a position where you don't really want to go in at all. So that's why they put that in the second, the second most uncertainties that they have. And the third thing is. Japanese companies tend to have longer working hours. This is very notorious in Japan. And I don't want to say this the wrong way, but every single company and every single country, you have to work hard. You, sometimes you have longer hours. So this is not just Japanese companies, but you will experience that even if you work for another company and another country's. So I hope that foreigners do understand that this is just not only Japan. Next is the images that foreign students have regarding Japanese companies. The first thing is the training that they offer for Japanese company is very good. And 78.1% said yes to it, which I, I don't know how to say this. Training at Japanese companies are fine, but it's way too long and they're very nitpicky. So I guess it is good, but they should probably improve on it. 75.9% said they will need a high level Japanese skill for Japanese companies, which is yes, it's true. You will want your Japanese to be a little bit on a higher level, but... You should also make sure that Japanese people should learn how to adjust to foreign cultures, including speaking English. So, you don't want to only speak Japanese when you're working. You should also try to speak English as well when you don't understand. On the lower end, it's hard to get promoted. Um, it's the reason why it's hard to get promoted is because. It's a hierarchy system in Japanese culture. Sometimes you get promoted just because you have been at the company longer, even though you haven't really given any performances, which is very different from Western cultures. But Japanese companies are changing a lot more because they are worried about the future of the company, not as it used to be. So, you will have some opportunities to get promoted, but most of the time it's basically hierarchy. And 67.2% thinks that Japanese companies have longer working hours.、Mm, like I mentioned before, I don't think it's just Japanese companies. 
And if you're working for a bigger industry, they do have unions, they do have government looking at your work hours and your paid holidays. Because if you don't take certain paid holidays, the company will get in trouble from the government. So they are keeping that in track. You still have to work longer hours. That's just obvious thing. But you do get the work-life balance, which I think I definitely did when I was working for a Japanese company. You just have to be very firm with, I have to take a vacation today or plan your vacations ahead of time so your teammates, your managers know that you're going to be off. Oh, okay. So, okay. There is a comment from the foreign students mentioned in the image of Japanese companies. First comment was, you don't need to have a specific skill in order to join the company because during the training se- during the training period, the company will teach you. So I mentioned before, Japanese companies don't really hire students based on their skills. So the reason why is the companies actually train the new employees to match the skills of the company. Which is why a lot of the students go into industries that they've never studied in their university. Another thing is there are unnecessary overtime work. And if the managers don't go home, you cannot go home. I want to point this out because I definitely did not follow that rule. Things are changing at Japanese companies where you have to stay until the manager's stay because I definitely did not follow that rule. I went home when I finished my work and managers noticed, teammates noticed, my mentors noticed, but I didn't really care because I don't want the company to pay me extra hours just because I just stayed there and did nothing. I'd rather go home and relax and do other things that will help me with my career. So that doesn't mean that your performance will go down as long as you work hard, present yourself well, and give good performances in your job, then managers will notice. So it's not like staying longer than you should be just because that doesn't make you get a higher performance. So keep that in mind. And you should always have this established as your personality. Now, I'm going to be comparing the foreign students' answers with Japanese students' answers. And the first thing is what kind of industries they want to work in, whether if it's a big company or a startup. And this is very similar with foreign students and Japanese students that they do want to work for the top-rated companies with higher number of employers, but... One thing that I noticed was Japanese people don't really have a preference in whether the company is a big industry or a startup compared to the foreigner students. And I do want to address this to a foreign students that there are many smaller companies that you should consider as well. When I was job hunting for my second job, I looked into smaller companies as well because working for a big industry could be very stressful because they don't really care about how you're 
your performances, if you're a younger employee or they don't really treat you right in some places. And I feel like smaller companies are a little bit at ease and they care about you. So you don't, and you could find companies that are smaller and still have a good salary or good benefits as well. So you should always look into smaller industries as well. Next thing is how they decide to choose the industry or company is for foreign students, they definitely look for a company that has a better future. Japanese people do as well, but 57.8% of the foreign students said that they do look for a future of the company, while 48.1% of the Japanese students said they do. One thing that was extremely different for foreign students compared to Japanese students were the benefits. 30.7% of the Japanese students said they care about having good benefits, while 16.9% of the foreign students care about the benefits. This is very interesting because I feel like any Japanese companies that you go to, they have good benefits. So... I think foreigners don't really look into that as much as compared to Japanese students. Next thing is what the students want the industries to evaluate them on. And for foreign students, the top three was first was communication, whether they were able to communicate with everyone. Second is the language barrier or the language issue. And the third was culturally, they were able to fit or adapt with the Japanese industry, which I totally understand. These are the three things I also had issues or I was worried about. I always wonder whenever I was working. But for Japanese students, the first thing they said was accommodating or being cooperative. And I could see why Japanese people would say that and the foreigners don't. And this is a gap between how foreigners don't really understand the Japanese companies because a lot of times when you're at the bottom of the hierarchy they're not really accommodating to you or they're not very cooperative with what you say or what you do so that's why the Japanese students fear that the most or they want them to get evaluated while foreigners they don't really understand that because they're so worried about the language barriers and the language issues or even cultural issues that they always feel that they have to accommodate them but my personal opinion is Japanese companies should be accommodating to foreigners it should go the other way around (laughs) but you know it's a long way to go and for Japanese students the second part is the communication which the first as a foreigner and the last is being able to be reliable So the next part is for foreign students and how they start or where they get their job hunting information from. And a lot of the foreign students, they get the information from looking up online with just specifically for foreign students and the career fairs. And the next one is they look at the websites for Japanese students. So for me, I never really looked into websites just specifically for foreign students. So I can't really give any answers to that. I wish I knew some. I actually wish that I knew some. 
because it was a little bit difficult to get through the Japanese systems. I didn't really understand how to answer some of these questions. So I wish there were some foreign websites that I could have gone to. The next thing is what the foreigners wish they had when they were applying for a job or what information they wish they had. And the first thing is they wanted more information on how other foreigners job hunted in Japan. And this is exactly why I'm doing this podcast. So I can tell you how my experiences were. So if you know anybody who's interested in job hunting in Japan, please forward this podcast. <laughs> And second thing is the scheduling of the job hunting, which I mentioned in my previous podcast. I didn't know either. So that's something I wish I knew ahead of time to see if I really wanted to job hunt in Japan. This is a very interesting one. So, what foreigners found is strange or funny when they were applying for job hunting in Japan? The weirdest experiences what they had. One, the This is interesting. The the number one thing was 36.8% said that the writing exam was a little bit strange. And one person said that they should not evaluate the writing exams with the Japanese students for a foreigner. I totally agree. I didn't take the writing exam till after I joined the company, so I didn't really experience this. But I took this SBI test where you think went to like a center. It's kind of like a taking a university exam. And I know I failed it because I'm not really good at reading and writing in Japanese. So I definitely failed, but still got offered a job. So there are companies that expect s you to take it, but they don't look at the scores. The second part was clothing, which I mentioned in another episode the recruiting suits, where everyone wears the same shade of black, the same white blouse. And if you're a girl, you have to wear the certain type of heel, and your makeup has to be the same. And the third thing was the timing of the job hunting, which I mentioned it's only done once a year, and it's always in. Everyone gets hired in April, so that's a little bit strange as well. Anyways, so this is what I wanted to talk today. It's not the entire survey I talked about in this episode, but if you have any questions, please leave a comment on my social media. I will leave the link for this survey in my description. It's in Japanese, but you can see what I talked about. And thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it or learned something from it. And see you next week. Bye!